Hey, man. Have you ever wanted to date top-notch women but felt like you're always getting stuck with the ones who are only after your wallet? Or perhaps you're a successful guy and you're attracting the wrong type of women wondering where the classy, genuine, authentic girls are, or maybe they seem a little bit out of reach. Well, if this hits home, you'll want to tune into this episode. We're tackling why successful men often meet women interested mainly in their wealth and why you might be unconsciously or unknowingly showcasing the wrong things about your wealth, which are going to attract those wrong types of women. So if this is you, we've got some great strategies on how you can start attracting the women that you really want and repel the ones that aren't really interested in you and are more interested in your money. And we discuss all of these topics in great length. There's a lot of misnomers when it comes to dating and money and the roles and the dynamics at play. We have the amazing St. Robert Day Game, who I've done many different podcasts with over the years, and we're going to be discussing these topics. So stick around till the end. We've got a special case study of a guy who used some of these concepts to uh, really start crushing. Hope you enjoy the episode. You're listening to the Inner Confidence Podcast, home to the social funnel method. My name is Robbie Kramer. I've been a coach since 2007, and I've helped over 1,300 digital nomads, expats, and remote workers build an amazing social and dating life abroad. My mission is simple, to help you position yourself to meet stunning women and make awesome friends en route to becoming the most confident and attractive version you can be. I have an intense hatred for fluff and useless advice that you can't take action on, so tune in each week to learn the most effective and implementable strategies to level up your game. So stick around, let's go. Before we continue with the episode, if you're going out and getting numbers and want to improve your texting so more of those numbers convert to dates, check out my texting course. It will teach you the psychology of digital communication, which is surprisingly polar opposite in almost every way compared to live interactions. What works in person doesn't work in text, so this is almost always the area that men are making easily correctable mistakes that they're totally unconscious of. My course will optimize your texting, which is a skill you really need to master, and the best part is you can cut and paste your way to master. You can find the link in the description. It costs less than a round of drinks. And if you're going on dates and want to learn what to do so more of them end up in your bedroom, check out my free dating protocol. You'll learn to be an interesting guy to talk to, even if you're serious or over-analytical. How to help a girl open up on a date, why talking about sex is a big taboo on dates if you want to get laid, and what to talk about instead, going from the first touch to the first kiss, how to invite her over to your place, and why you should skip 80% of the physical escalation moves you're doing back at your place. The link to this free guide is in the description. Out of all the guys I know, the only ones who manage to consistently land eights and up are the guys who have built a social circle. You can certainly approach women and use the apps to get laid, but those strategies simply don't really work on top-tier women. Think about it. If she's hot, she has hot friends. And hot girls get invited to high-status events almost every single night. So when it comes time to get ready for your date, do you think she's going to show up or flake last minute when her girlfriend texts her to come to some awesome thing? As if she's going to choose the random dude on Hinge or the guy who chased her down on the street over her social circle. No chance. If you're getting tons of flakes, this is the reason. But for most guys, the idea of building a social circle, especially if you're traveling or in a new city, can feel overwhelming. So they continue to hunt for women in their usual ways and they end up settling for a girl they were never really that excited about in the first place. To avoid this fate, join our community of aspiring international playboys and instantly plug into a highly vetted social circle of cool dudes to network and navigate your journey with. You already know it's hard to find a wingman because the good ones don't really stay in the game very long. They get married life goes on, right? Many of our members travel together, they end up living together, and they build amazing social circles in the best kept secret locations around the globe with gorgeous women and low cost of living. I'm extremely careful who I let into this community, but if you feel like you'd make a good fit, you can learn more about the social funnel method to consistently land top tier women and apply to join our community. The link is in the description. Now let's get back to the show. Robin and Robbie. <laughs> Robin and Robbie. <laughs> Robin, Robin, Robbie meeting again. <laughs> Saint Robert and Mister Robbie. Yeah, so today we're again um, kind of merging both of our expertises, and 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 me talking about day game, and you talking about uh, being in the circles of um, how do we call that influential party people, or I like to call it the global party circuit. The global what is the global party circuit because you were i like the story you were just telling me before we started recording so when i was living my you know sort of crazy single party lifestyle um there was a 
like this inner circle of of party people, which were mostly Instagram models, um, celebrities like Paris Hilton. I would see her at all of these events. Um, and trust fund dudes, crypto bros, uh, or Bitcoin bros, whatever we want to call them, uh, tech guys. Uh, it's effectively think of like the Burning Man crowd. Um, and there's like, there's these events scattered throughout the year that all of these people that are looking to live that, you know, that are basically on this circuit, they attend. So they go to Burning Man every, every over Labor Day. So that's end of August, early September. And then Tulum, typically over New Year's, you've got L.A., New York. I, really, I don't know actually if they really do L.A. Fashion Week. It's more New York and, and uh, Paris Fashion Week, which I believe is in the fall. Um, then there's Art Basel, which is I think that's early December every year. Um, and then they go down to Tulum for New Year's. And then you've got, you know, basically the summer is more of like the high time. They're going to Mykonos. They're going to Ibiza. Um, they're going to St. Bart's, they're going to, what else did I miss? Oh, the, uh, what are those? Um, I've actually never been to the, the, the F1, all the F1 series, right? So it's like that you, you have this circuit of, oh, Cannes Film Festival, for example, like you have these, these highbrow events and, you know, everyone goes for the art, but there's all these memes about people really just going to do a bunch of you know, do a bunch of drugs and, and try to hook up. Um, and, uh, there's a great Instagram account to follow, to like get the lowdown on all of this. Super snake is, is the account. And he just makes memes, uh, and just makes fun of this entire scene. So, uh, Aspen, I forgot about Aspen and, uh, you know, uh, St. Moritz and, uh, what are the other places in the French Alps, uh, Courchevel, Right. So you've got the, the ski season as well in there. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's funny when you're on because I was on that circuit for two and a half years, almost three years. And it's like once you're in that world. Right. And you understand your competition, you understand the other guys, you understand everyone's a fake shaman. All the dudes are like spiritual, but they're just doing to get laid. Right. All the girls are very much into uh you know, aligning their chakras and whatever new age hippy dippy nonsense there is. It's like it's this very interesting little bubble of like the world's most beautiful, uh, narcissistic, <laughs> toxic people. Um, of course, there's some decent people in there. I was I was certainly on the borderline of toxic. It's really hard to not be toxic when you're in that environment because it's just so cutthroat, right? Like if you attend Burning Man. And there's a way, there's many different experiences you can have at Burning Man. You could have a sober Burning Man experience. Like there's, there's almost 100,000 people that go, right? But there's a huge percentage of these types of individuals that are effectively going, chasing status, clout, wanting to have these transactional sort of experiences um, that can feel very vapid, right? Um, so spending too long in that environment can literally suck away your soul, uh, which is eventually why I got out of it. Um, and I've, and, you know, but if you're, if, if you're looking to have that, like I, I wanted to hook up with Instagram, I was like, I, I wanted to have that lifestyle. Like I, I saw guys like Leonardo DiCaprio, I, like Dan Blazeri. And I'm like, I want to have that lifestyle. Like just because they're celebrities or whatever, like, Hey, like they, they made themselves, they got themselves there. And I wanted to do that too. So, you know, I kind of carved out my own little way to do it. Uh, and I did it and, you know, I'm really glad I did it. I kind of checked that box off on my, on my bucket list. Um, you know, now I'm married and I'm not in that scene, but I'm always encouraging my clients and other guys who are looking to have those experiences. And, you know, if you want to date a, a really beautiful girl, even if she's not on that circuit, I guarantee she knows about the circuit. She's been invited on yachts and to villas and, you know, mansions and whatever she you know she's been to miami during our basil and she's been exposed to those guys those guys are hitting her up on instagram they're constantly you know throwing invites her way so if you're totally green to that and you want that sort of very attractive high status girl you you know you you need to be aware that this thing exists 
in certain yeah especially in certain part of, parts of the world i think it's very like it's the miami lifestyle it's Malay is the same and then obviously i mean we're not even talking about dubai which i think is just oh that's the capital everything that happens there in terms of data yeah i've, I've seen in, I've, I've seen some youtube videos about about the shit that happens in dubai with the influencers and i'm not I, I don't know if it's like totally true or not but they're just outrageous let's let's put it like that yeah i mean like um, <laughs> i've actually never been to dubai um and you know i i basically got off the circuit during you know covid crushed the circuit of course you know that that shut everything down but i was on this between 2016 and 2020 um and that's when i got out of it i feel like dubai in the last three or four years has really become the hub of that you know like if you yeah. see a girl uh with photos of dubai the joke is like you know she's some sort of escort because <laughs> no girl actually lives in Dubai, right? Um, <laughs> so. I actually have a, one guy in my community, one of the advanced guys, who's um, who's living in Dubai, and is day gaming in Dubai. That's a whole separate topic that I don't think he would want me to talk about on on a, on a, on a podcast. So we, we we won't do that. But it's, the stories <laughs> are just uh, very, especially knowing his background and. and, and uh, so mm -hmm. uh, interesting. So you you partied with these people, and uh, when you listed the type the people you meet there, uh, of course you have celebrities, but but you said tech bros and crypto 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 guys, and and uh, would you uh, that that list of people you you kind of that you gave? It sounds like people who it's like the fast money people, the new money basically, and the Miami people. Well, it's a lot that, of old money too. There's a, there's a yeah. lot of trust fund dudes. You know, that's well, kind yeah, that's kind of what trust fund. Okay, maybe new money isn't the best term. What I meant is people who made their money quick. Yeah, if you know what I mean. So you, no, you're right. You kind new, of new money would work because it's it's trust fund babies. So it's not like they made the money. They're not old money, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe they're so that that's what I mean. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's um, yeah, that's and, accurate. Mm -hmm. And in in places. Um, like, for example, I'm originally from Latvia, and in Latvia, we have all these people who made their money in the 90s. <laughs> right. Right after yeah. the collapse of Soviet Union, they all of a sudden got really rich. And then you have a lot of people doing, no, you have a lot of people doing legit shit, but you have a lot of people doing some, you know, they got in the right place at the right time. But no, but you have a lot of really legit people like with interesting ideas and, and, and doing stuff, and, and you have a lot of that. And, and the conversation that we're kind of having today is about these type uh, types of people, and um, there's a lot of people who have money. Let's let's call them high high net worth uh, individuals. I think that's the term that's being thrown around also in the kind of offshore and passport world. Um, I, I I've worked with quite quite a bit of. I, I'm actually surprised that I because I, 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 I'm getting more and more coaching requests from people like that because they've kind of done all the dating stuff and they're like, you know, but I'm still walking down the street and I see a hot girl and you know I wanna I don't feel cool enough. I don't feel a man if I can't say hi to any woman that I want on the street and they really like that idea. And after working with some of them, I kind of saw the problems they have and they're very interesting problems. Um, because uh, these men, and I'm curious whether that's the same in the environment where you are, but uh, in, in the environments where I meet them, um, they're kind of they're kind of similar in the way they they date. They're it is status status driven. Like uh, women have learned to recognize how these guys look. You he doesn't have to. He can walk. Like a lot of them hang out in the same places. You know, same restaurants, the same bars. That if you look at like. Each city has that neighborhood of, 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 of these people. And then you have the same restaurants, the same bars, the same clubs, the same whatever kind of night, nightlife stuff. And, and and when they walk into that place, like you can recognize, even if someone who walks in there for the first time, you will usually see that he's part of that crowd by the way he's dressed by uh, in a lot of the cases it's it's also watches like these types of people i i'm a big watch fan but these types of people there are like five watches that that are associated with these type types of people and you can recognize that you can see the, the typical cars you know the maybachs and kind of things like that maybe back in the day it was a g-wagon but now it, now it has i think become more of a gangster <laughs> thing where if you made your money in right. dirty ways that you have a g-wagon 
totally. But it's it's <laughs> easy to recognize it's easy to recognize these guys and then okay, and some of these men they've been a part of that world and they've realized that just as you said that that world is fairly shallow. Like it's yeah. it's about going out and and getting drunk or doing drugs and and partying and and, and that's it. When some of them have said, okay, listen, like this this is cool, but it's not my jam. I don't want to be part of that world anymore. And then they they kind of start looking for, okay, what do I actually want to do with my life? And then they start looking for themselves. Maybe they maybe they start doing some like, I don't know, like retreats in, in Bali or wherever for like meditation or or something. They start doing more more sports, kind of start spending more maybe more time with their family or, or kind of, you know, they, they start looking at different priorities in life. They realize that okay, you know, flashing money. I like that. I lived that. I checked it out. I checked. I, I did it. Kind of checked it out of my list. And now I want to do different things. So, and they they realize that one of the one of the problems they have is um, they keep meeting women that surprisingly want money and gifts from them. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's that's one of the complaints I I, I, I hear from them. And uh, and the, what I wanted to understand from you is because you've met a lot of these people and, and, and you've seen how they behave. And, and I've, I've seen some of them. I, I've hanged out with some of them a little bit. I have some friends from that world, but, you know, it's definitely not my jam. Um, so I've seen that, yeah, what they do is they, they dress similarly. They, they, they're, like, driving the same cars, wearing the same watches, hanging out in the same venues and kind of behaving a little bit similarly. And that's definitely, as soon as they walk in the room, everyone knows, okay, this is one of those guys. And women know that. And then it's easy for these guys to meet these women and sleep with these women if they know how to talk to women at least a little bit. Um, so maybe you could kind of tell us, tell tell the listeners, what are the things you've noticed how these guys trigger these behaviors? Well, yeah, I mean, it's when when you're using when you're trying to use status, especially wealth, right? If you're trying to flash wealth and and status. If you got a bunch of photos on your Instagram where it's like you in a Lambo, um, you know, showing off a watch or showing showing some something of wealth, and like that is your that is what you're signaling to the world. Like, who are you going to attract? Right? You're going to attract women who are obviously like resonating with that energy. They're like, ooh, like I I want those. You know, I I want to be. I want that same status. I want to feel wealthy. I want to like. Like you're, you're putting like, basically we feel like we're all looking for things that we kind of didn't have in our childhood or something like for me, I was, I was the, you know, the, the, the geek who's stuck in the friend zone. Um, I was always envious of the guys who could like get the girl. Right. So I needed to prove to myself that like, I was the cool enough guy to get the girl. So like, if you go back on my Instagram back when I was single, it was just like me on a yacht with like you know, 20 half naked girls or like, you know, I wanted to sh prove to myself and I wanted to show the world like I was no longer that loser who couldn't, you know, who who girls didn't like. Um, and, you know, when it comes to money, like I, I didn't grow up uh, like super wealthy or anything like that. Like my father's a physician and we were like up, upper middle class. So we never, I never worried about money, but I was also never like impressed with I just didn't have like any sort of validational needs about money. You know what I mean? Because um, I was around enough of it, but it was never flaunted. And I didn't have any sort of like validation issues for that. Um, and I understand when guys like you, you'll see that a lot, like with rappers, for example, right? They grew up super poor. So what do they want to do? They want to basically flaunt, <laughs> right? Like money, 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 because that's that's how they're overcoming you know, that childhood lack of, right? So I think if if you're that guy who's flaunting that to get laid, you're just going to like to those women, you're of course, you're going to attract gold diggers. And they're not really gold diggers. They're not like trying to like take your money and like run, which is, you know, there's this big stigma of like guys, especially within the like dating community, seduction community. It's like, oh, gold diggers. Oh my God. It's like, I feel like it's just totally got guys are so worried about that. It's like, relax <laughs> you don't have to really worry about fucking gold diggers <laughs> you know uh, it's a quick comment i think uh -huh. um 
I'm not a guy with money. So, and I think a lot of the guys in a, in a dating community, and especially, you know, like the old school dating community, kind of not even old school, just a few years ago, it was just guys worrying about, oh, she wants me to take, she wants to go to this place and that, she's definitely trying to get this and that from me. Bro, you have no money. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. Like, you have like average dudes like worrying about chicks wanting something from them. Chicks, like they don't want anything from those guys because they have not like... This conversation is about people who have a lot and there is something to take from them. So the average dude has zero reasons to worry about any of this stuff. It's it's hilarious. And it's always the guys who are who are the like, you know, the, like barely it's it's always the guys who are like not not totally broke, not dirt broke, but like the yeah. guy who's making like, you know, between 80 and 150,000 a year. That guy's really worried about gold diggers. It's like, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and in some yeah. places of the of the world, it's good money. And but but if you look at, I mean, okay, like if you're in Ukraine, then these guys will be kind of used a little bit. But but if you're right. talking about kind of U.S. and even Western Europe, then yeah. they're not who they're up. If, if she's a real kind of, if she's really after money, then because I, I, I did a podcast episode with one girl who used to be a sugar baby. Mm -hmm. uh, I've traveled all the all these places and party with Paris Hilton as well. By the way, <laughs> she's in the story scene. With her as a, she, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ibiza, Ibiza. Nice. And um, I forgot to mention that Coachella. We, That's where I met Paris at a yeah after party so, at Coachella. <laughs> and I remember her saying that uh, she was talking to some guy on 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 seeking, and 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 she sees that on seeking. I understand that previously you could see the guy's net worth. Yeah. And it was like something like 20 mil and she's like fuck that guy <laughs> it's like fuck he's poor <laughs> for sure yeah i mean like the, the the amount of wealth that these girls are exposed to you know they're meeting billionaires all the time yeah and yeah billionaires are a lot more common these days than they were five or ten years ago right um exactly. and multi multi multi-millionaires are way more common like the world's getting richer right um we're, we're peasants yeah <laughs> So I feel like I'm kind of lucky because I was never exposed to like so much wealth that I had to like worry about it. But I was also never poor. So I had some bullshit to get over. Um, you know, that's just one thing in my life that I that I don't have like validation or insecurity issues about that I had to deal with. But to answer your question, um, yeah, like just the whole gold digger thing is it's really I if guys just erase that from their brain, they'd be better off because the, the odds of actually meeting a real life gold digger, unless you're incredibly wealthy, it, it's very low. And and like if you're really old, right, and she thinks you're going to die soon, well, now you might be a real target of a yeah. gold digger, right? Like, <laughs> but those guys aren't listening to this podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're not our audience. Yeah, they're not. exactly. Um, but I, I guess to, you know, if you're signaling, if you're trying to signal like, you know, hey, I can buy you, then there's going to be girls that are going to be like, all right, well, let's see what you got. Like, they're going to test you, right? So that's a bad idea, right? <laughs> if you don't want to get that yeah. shit test, then don't present that that kind of cheap way, I guess you could say, because it's, it's a hack. Yeah, and that's why I kind of like what you do, because you're basically teaching guys, okay, guys, you want to, you don't want to maybe necessarily use day game as your main thing, or you don't want to use this or that as your main thing. And and you have a lot of guys, from what I understand, that are kind of doing this scene where you would see these girls that are looking for something, like seeking and, and sites like that. But you're basically teaching them, okay, guys, well, if you want to chat with these girls and go out with them. But if you don't want to get played, like, okay, this is the playbook. This is how you do it step by step. And you teach them. I, I think that's really cool for people who kind of like that scene. Yeah. I think that's really nice. Um, Thanks, ben. I, I, I had a guy who recently uh, reached out to me and, and um, he wanted to, wanted to learn coaching, wanted to learn day game. And, um, and he told me about his ex-wife. <laughs> He was dating this beautiful, amazing Ukrainian girl, and they really clicked. It was just, you know, magic, love at first sight, whatnot. And uh, really young dude, like mid-20s, and, and, and they got married pretty fast. Uh, and as soon as, as soon as they got married, 
she becomes like slowly more and more demanding, starts asking him for more and more money. And at the one moment, the requests just become ridiculous. And of course, like eventually they get a divorce and it's a messy one. And now she's trying to get one million out of the guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, so basically the guy met the one like the girl he really clicked with and he just got burned and 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 uh, i talked about i talked about all of this with him when i asked him like so how did and how where's did, like where's he from uh he's uh originally from us but he's nomadic he's living all over the world and, and a bunch of different places so he met this and ukrainian girl in ukraine or in somewhere ukraine else? yeah in ukraine okay. yeah interesting and then so, how long I, do you mind if i ask some more questions I'm trying to get yeah. a a better I don't know much about this relationship, okay. but I, I can, as much as I can, I can kind of respond. So he, he and and how is he doing uh, from a dating perspective? How how long was he in Ukraine? How how well did he do before he met her? Uh, I don't know how long he was in Ukraine, but I understand he did pretty okay. Uh, mm -hmm. But the thing he was doing, which is obviously partially that topic of this conversation um let's say he was flying somewhere and he was sending chicks photos from the flights and and putting them on instagram and and those were uh first class seats okay and this obviously triggered a lot of uh, behavior like this and, and if you are in a virtue signal signaling like that then that that just gets that gets a lot of that a lot of the stuff uh, it invites a lot of those women uh by the right. way one thing that's interesting, I, I was thinking about this because I was talking about this with another student uh, who's kind of also one of these guys. And uh, I was talking about his dating experience and he was doing very good. He's late 30s, um, really cool guy. He's like a friend of mine. And uh, and he, when we, when we started talking about this, I, I used the term gold diggers. And he said, no, no, no. Like a lot of these women actually aren't gold diggers. And this was interesting for me. Mm. Uh, and, and he said, coming from that world, he, a lot of the women he also met were, yes, they liked the money. Yes, they were in this for the, the whole lifestyle of, of this. But some of them were very smart women who had made their own money. Right. Who were, oh, but okay, then, but then it comes back to what you were saying about these, these, this, uh, the, these people in the Coachella and, and all of these places that, um, uh, Shit, what did I want to say? Uh, have you read um, David Buss, Dr. David Buss, uh, Evolution of Desire? I've started it. I haven't finished it. Yeah. It, and so he goes, he talks about the the tenets of gold digging and virtue signaling. And he goes into it in his book. He gives some pretty good scientific explanations. And um, effectively, one of the points he, he made is like women... Are, are checking to see if you're going to share your resources with them. Because if you are, then that's a very strong like mating signal for them. And, and they can trust that. They can believe that like, okay, if this guy really likes me, he's going to share his resources. Um, and if he just wants to use me for sex, he's not, right? So they will they'll almost go over the top to test that because they have to, right? They like, because... Otherwise, it's very easy for guys to to pretend, right, that they're interested when they're not just to get laid. Um, and so like these girls who might look like they're gold diggers because they're asking for, well, what about this? Or can why won't you get me a first class ticket? I saw that you were flying first class. Like, wh where's my first class ticket? It's like, well, and, and then you're like, well, why do you need to fly first class? Like, come on, just like it's coach. Right? But she's testing to see if you're like, first, if you're real. And second, like, well, if you are, if you are generous then why aren't you being generous with her because if you're not being generous with her then that's a very strong signal that like you're not going to commit to her or you might have like you know a ton of resources but you're going to share those with lots of other women and that's going to put her at a disadvantage if you guys have children together because maybe those kids won't get the resources that she feels like they deserve so it kind of comes down to this question of generosity and there's a, especially from like the old school sort of pickup community, there was this huge like, don't buy girls drinks. Like it was effectively like, don't be generous because if you are, then these girls are just going to take advantage of you. And they're going to like, these gold diggers are going to steal all of your shit. And it's like, no, they're just testing to see if you're generous. And the more generous you are, the less they're going to ask for it. That's what I found. It's like the guys who are the highest net worth that I coach, 
they're just they're generous and they don't give a shit like if a girl asks them you know for like hey i know i'm in a bad spot like you know can can you like loan me a thousand bucks they'll just be like just just take the money like you don't even have to give it back right um because it's so easy for them to suss out like if if a girl well in the beginning it wasn't because they had a lot of like beta programming we had to sort of you know get through but but now it's for the guys that have money it's it's like the thousand dollars doesn't matter but it's the guys who are like sweating over the thousand dollars where they're like oh you know this is a problem you know it, that's not doing the best job of explaining that but that's hopefully the 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 point i'm trying to make Real quick, before we get back to the show, if you're like me, a quasi-cool geek who wants to level up your social life and attract your perfect 10, and you're feeling a little bit stuck at your current level of growth, then I invite you to apply to the Inner Confidence community. That's my six-month program where I and my team will guide you on exactly how to meet handfuls of new amazing connections every week and how you can create the exact relationships you want on your terms. It's not just another group coaching program. You get a one-on-one -on -one growth coach who's going to meet with you each week to implement exactly Exactly what to do. And my team is going to do a decent amount of the grunt work for you. So if you're in the market to supercharge your confidence and your social life, and you'd like to work with us, the link to apply is in the show notes. All right, let's get back to the show. I think it's tricky because a lot of guys, like, okay, I, I I understand there are some instances where, where you would, you know, pay for stuff and then like, I'm fine with that. Uh, I think, um, Unless they're working one-on-one -on -one with you or they're part of your community, they're not going to be able to filter out in which cases they that it's fine to spend some money and which cases they're being played. Because I think still, if someone, if a, if a girl is asking you for money or even complaining about, oh, it's so, so hard, like it's just fishing for you to say, oh, let me help you, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just fishing. And I think Unless they're getting really, really good advice on how to understand which case is which, I think nine out of ten of those cases are, you know, not a good decision to give money. I think if you can filter out for the right cases, that's fine. But I think almost no one can. And, and I, I, I think if she's asking, that's a big red flag. I would, yeah, that's how I look at it. But well, it usually depends on like how early it happens you know, in the interaction, in the relationship, like one of the easiest scams that guys need to watch out for if they're ever like on seeking or one of these other sort of sugar baby platforms, it's like the girl and usually they're not even girls, usually they're dudes um, who will be chatting and like all of a sudden they'll, be, they'll have some like crazy sickness, like they'll flake on the date because their mom's sick and they'll be like, oh, like, uh, can you can you send me like 20 bucks for the Uber? Right. And like, you send the 20 bucks and then you never hear from him again. That's an obvious scam. And it's probably a dude <laughs> right? who's, yeah. who's running that shit. Like, you know, it's, it's actually a pretty decent way to make money. Like if you're totally broke and you want to make money, you can run the scam on seeking. Because <laughs> there's so many losers on there who would fall for it, right? And you're just collecting 20 bucks every, every, you know, five times an hour, you're making a hundred bucks an hour, right? Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's a very common one. And then they're like, oh, my mom's sick. Can you send me 300 bucks? And then you never hear from that person again. That's a very common one. But it's always like pre pre meeting, right? And then maybe occasionally you've got like the girl who's who's willing to play the longer con where she meets up and you know she probably doesn't sleep with you, or maybe she does. And then it's like on date number four, she hits you up for like the, the medical bill. It's always a medical bill, right? Because it's like you're not gonna ask for like the medical records, you're not gonna test her on that, right? So it's like a an easy scam. Um but, you know, if it's a girl that like you're actually seeing and you've got like an established thing going, whether it's casual or not, then you've got to take those case by case. Um, and I, I feel like most of those are are mostly legit. You know, and it's funny, I, I've coached I've coached guys who actually prefer the sugar baby setup um, for many different reasons. I think we might have even talked about that on the last sort of sugar baby podcast we did. Um but these are guys who who have money, right? Um, they're all you know seven figure, seven figure guys, and they, they're making you know at least half a million, a million a year. Um, and they intentionally like as a way to casually date, they just they effectively like tr trade 
I wouldn't say they trade game for money, but they sort of do. Like they understand that like they can be less invested because they're 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 supplying a need in her life to kind of like help her when with you know an allowance or like a paper meat sort of thing. Um, it requires them to be less of a boyfriend that they may have to be otherwise, right? Because there's a lot of girls that are on these platforms that they don't know really what they're doing on there. She's like, well, I, I, I want to date a guy who's not broke. So I know if I go on a platform where there's a paywall, like a hundred bucks a month, then that's going to filter out most of the broke guys. Um, and I, I, I want a boyfriend who's not broke. And like, I'm not going to ask that guy for, for money or an allowance. It's just going to happen like within the relationship. We move in together. He'll probably be paying the rent and he's going to take me to dinner and so on and so forth. It's just like a natural sort of, you know, old school sort of relationship, right? It's not like the, Scandinavian, we're going to go Dutch and split everything, right? It's the <laughs> more of the standard way that like relationships happen, how they used to happen in the US, how they happen in Eastern Europe, Ukraine, Russia, probably, you know, Latvia, Lithuania. Those places are a little bit more progressive, I think. I've never been, but that's what I hear. Um, They're in the middle between the two worlds, I'd say. Gotcha. But yeah, that's going to be like the the sort of like normal relationship. It's like the guy basically pays for everything and the girl, whatever, she contributes where she can and and so on and so forth. Um, and and that that's all fine and dandy. Or there's a guy who's, you know, maybe he's given her an allowance, 500 bucks a week, a thousand bucks a week. For him, it's nothing. Right. And and that way he doesn't have to play the boyfriend role as much. And he can do that with three or four girls and kind of have his little rotation of of fun, you know, Fun sex partners, and, and he's happy with that. Yeah, one. and I, I think the important part with with uh, if they ask for something is I I like how you put it. Like how long into the relationship does it happen? Like if it's if you're dating, and then you know, of course you're gonna like. I mean, it would be really weird if if your partner has some problem and you're dating her, and then you're not helping. Like that's okay. It depends on how serious is the relationship. If it's just like a casual thing where you meet like once a week, then maybe like okay, it's your decision. But if you're in a serious relationship. Of course, you're gonna help her, and she's gonna help you, like with whatever she can. And then that's you know, it's part of what relationships are about. It's kind of weird if if at that moment the guy is like, oh, she just wants money from me. Is like, dude, come on, like. Right. You're in, especially if you're like really dating, dating, not like, you know, and of course, if it happens after two dates, then that's a big red flag. And I would kind of stay away from that. Um, uh, yeah, like very far away from that. But yeah, what I kind of was talking about here, what the whole point was that uh, yeah, we're not only talking about kind of sh sh girls that want money, like a lot of these women who you will meet in in these a lot of women who want to date these guys who are a little bit you know showing off and throwing around money a lot of these women are actually not gold diggers they're they're they have their own money they've they've done they, they've done their own stuff they just prefer to hang out with dudes who also have achieved something instead of you know they, they, that's how they filter out for for you know really successful right. dudes although, although like a lot of I think a lot of really successful dudes don't even hang out with these people. <laughs> and then there are the guys who have decided, okay, I like this lifestyle, but I'm done with it. I want to move on. And because and, they they realize that this is when the guy I told you that the guy that uh, you know, wanted to learn day game, one of these guys, and he told me that um, he realized he like even though he liked hanging out with these women, a lot of them were very shallow. Even though they had their own money and were running their own businesses and you know fitness and meditation and whatnot, it, it's it's it it seemed like a like a like a front and it it didn't it didn't seem real. And he said, okay, I want something else. I want women with different values. And the big challenge this guy ran into is as soon as he started looking for women with different values, all of a sudden his game didn't work. These women were just rejecting him, and just he goes on a date and they're like. No, like it just because, and then we talked about this and he didn't understand, he couldn't understand why. And I explained to him, yeah, previously you were dating women who liked you because of ABC, you know, including your, you being your, your status and whatever. But if you're looking for women who are outside of these circles, who, who have different values, let's put it like that. And, and where, what do you see is what do you get? It's more genuine, like. If they have been part of the circle in the past, or they understand how that circle works, like these, or they don't even have to have a history of that circle. But if they have been around guys from that circle, 
they see the, beha the behavior these men have, and they recognize very fast, okay, this is one of those guys, and they don't want to hang out with those guys. So when this, my student was looking for women who don't want to hang out with those guys, who, who have different values, but, but it didn't work. And I explained, yeah, the problem is because he was part of the circle, his behavior, he was behaving like everyone else of that circle. And then this, this girl, this woman sees him, sees how he behaves when he's chatting her up, when he's going out on a date, and she just sees him as all these other dudes, because his behavior, the game he learned, what worked with women, was from that environment. And, and he kept doing that with women who despised that environment and was very surprised. Oh, my God, my mm -hmm. game doesn't work. What do I do now? It's, it's, <laughs> it's... I have a, a solution for this guy. Um, it's not going to be a popular one. Uh, could get me canceled, but uh, go after younger women. <laughs> Robbie, you know very well that I, I think all of your guys, all of your students, all of mine, they all are going after younger women. <laughs> no, well, that's like, what happens. They're all like, after kind of 20-something. Yeah. Well, people get savvy, you know, like my savviness level. And of course, women mature way faster than men, right? I think there's like a, I don't know, I, I like a seven-year gap. You know, 28-year-old yeah. girl is like a like a 35-year-old uh, man, right? Um I think it's even more. I think it's more like 28 is like 40. Um, and, you know, it obviously like women get really savvy once they've, once they've hit their mid twenties, even late twenties. Cause if she's a beautiful girl, like by the time she's 15, 16, like she's starting to get accustomed to some of this lifestyle. And obviously depending on how sheltered she is, by the time she's 18 or 19, like she could be in Ibiza every, and, you know, Mykonos, she could be partying like, on yachts and be doing all this crazy stuff. So by the time she's 21 and like party years, that's like a 34 or 35 year old guy. Cause most guys don't get access to these sorts of things until their late twenties. So, you know, this, this guy you're describing, uh, when the story, like the story you're painting, I'm guessing, you know, if I had to put a, a guess on his age, he's maybe in his early forties and this woman who kind of is finding yeah, him out, I would guess what's that? Around 40, like a little less. Around 40? Very late 30s, I think, yeah. Okay. 40. And I'm guessing this woman who, who like, kind of, like, the women that wasn't working on, I'm guessing they were probably in their late 20s, early to mid 30s. Yeah, yeah, they were kind of at the, towards, like, that age already. Yeah, yeah, so right. that's what actually we did, because, because, um, and I, 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 like, when working with people like that, I always explain to them that, like, you can't do the typical day game stuff. Like, it just... It will not work for you if you do the same stuff that that every other day gamer does. Like if you do the same copy paste lines and then you dress like them and you look like you you like he doesn't have to do that because his social status is already so much higher. But and and he can't just you know do like a day game bootcamp and expect like he will not do good because these guys need to kind of rebuild their game, but they have to take into account their real personality. And when I coached him, I, I said, look, we're going to build your day game around your personality instead of kind of doing the same shit that every other guy running around the city is doing. Because most day gamers, uh, they don't have that that status yeah. like that, that these guys have and the resources and everything. So, Well, I ran into an interesting problem with my day game. Um, so, you know, when I first started, I, I mostly did night game cause that was sort of the thing to do. And like the, this was in like 2005, you know, the game had just come out and all of the, all of the stuff was all about like bar game and night game and meeting women, you know, at these public places. And then I learned, um, you know, I, I learned how to day game a few years after that and realized that it was just, way better than meeting women in bars and clubs because you know you didn't have to get drunk you didn't have to spend all the money you could do it wherever like she's walking around like you got like i moved to new york effectively to do a bunch of street game <laughs> this is in like 2012 2013 um and met so many amazing women just from i mean it's new york city they're everywhere right and it's like yeah. europe's even better because these, these cities are even more walkable and you know no one's driving around and like the old center of the city in europe so I'd go to Europe during the summer and I'd just do tons and tons of day game. 
I mean, not tons by your standards, but eventually I started getting involved in kind of in that social circle scene. I partnered up with promoters and I started, you know, dealing with model houses and, and got, you know, invitations to go to clubs all the time. Um, and I was actually, I became scared to do day game because I knew that there was a very high probability that the girl, if, if the girls that I was interested in, right, the, the hottest of the hot that I was already networking with at the clubs and through these model houses, I knew that if I approached her on the street, there's a really high chance I'd see her in the club. And if that approach went poorly, it's going to affect my status in a negative way. Right. And so I was a little bit like worried. So I stopped day gaming for that reason. And I didn't need to because I was, you know, doing just fine from all the leads I was getting, you know, through through my social circle. But then later on, I was like, well, I, I'm going to I'm going to use day game still because it's like she's there and I'm there. Like, why not? And just go a little bit more indirect. So it's not so obvious. And that way I wouldn't be, you know, it was like a quasi direct sort of thing where even though I was like, obviously I was walking up and talking to her and that was direct enough, but I wasn't being nearly as like forward. I wasn't trying to take her on a date. I was more just trying to get her Instagram, play the, play the long game and eventually invite her to something within my social circle, like invite her to a group thing and then play that long game. And eventually if it worked out, it worked out. But, um, you know, that's, that's. I feel like, you know, that I don't I don't know if, if the guy you were talking about what had maybe some sort of those um experiences or um also depends on if you're traveling or or if you're not. Like if you're traveling he's, he's, living, he's living in one place, but okay. um, I I kind of see where you're coming from, but mm, it would have to be an extremely small place for you to actually run into a girl in an event that you approached on the street. And you would have to do a lot of approaches. Let's say I did maybe 1,500 to 2,000 approaches in Riga, Latvia, which is a city of 800,000. And after doing like around 2,000 approaches in, in a city that small, like, yeah, that's a problem. Like, it, it's it's not a good idea. You don't want well, to it was do a problem. That. It was a problem for me in West Hollywood, which is a big... It's big, but it's not, right? Because it's like, of course, there's so many people in, in LA, in West Hollywood, the huge metropolitan area. However, those same girls that like go to the clubs and they party all the time, it's not actually that many girls. And then once you get connected on Instagram, right. And it's like the, the levels of separation, it's only going to be one person most of the time. Like if I know one hot girl, yeah. the odds that she knows another hot girl. So then she meet me. And just, oh, how do you know that guy? Oh, that guy was kind of weird. He did this like weird uh, approach. And that, that's the problem if you're uncalibrated. Like if you're doing day game well, then it's not yeah. an issue, which I was, right? But like yeah. what I'll see is some of these guys like using really uncalibrated, overly gamey things and then it fucking burns them <laughs> later on. Yes. Yeah, so that's that's exactly how I look at it. Um, for example, we did a podcast episode when you were talking about expectations in day game. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you're in a decent beginner, you're going to approach 100 girls to sleep with one. And if you're a really good day gamer, you're going to approach like 30 to sleep with one. And, and uh, But these conversions, they're about an average day gamer. Whereas this is where it gets interesting for these guys. If you take a guy who's a cool guy, he's not like a super geeky, you know, like he's a cool guy. He's a social guy. He can talk to people. And if you teach day game to, and, and he has status. If you teach day game to a guy like that, and like he's gonna do way better than that, <laughs> but yeah, but the important that's not the important point. The important point is you're you're totally right that if you're doing day game, kind of, if you're doing the same stuff that every day gamer on the street is doing, but you're actually like a dude who who lives a better life, has status and and wealth and and interesting life. Like if you're doing the same stuff everyone else is doing, like it just why would you do that? You you can like you can actually learn day game by building it around your personality, making it something that works for you. And then these guys do very very good just because they have interesting lives. They have all the value. They just need right. to learn to de to deliver that value. And, and that's why. Well, when when working with that guy, I I kind of explained him the five things that he has to learn. And and it was actually it became very simple when I explained that. First of all, I kind of said, okay. Because he wanted to meet women with different values. And I kind of said, okay, first of all, like define what you're looking for. 
Like define your values and kind of, but not just define kind of theoretically, kind of look at how you're living your life. What are your actual values? And that's kind of like step one. So you understand what type of women you like, just so you know who to go after. And once you figure that out, it's actually very simple. Like you have to understand, okay, where do I meet women like that? And he realized, oh shit, like if I keep going to these places where I'm hanging out, I'm not going to meet them there. They're not in these clubs where they're not in clubs. They're not in bars. They're not partying. They're not going all to these like, hookah places and, and, and smoking hookah and like they're, they're, they're not, it's a thing in, like that part of the world you, you live in Kiev you, oh yeah they're not that. in those venues and it is okay like you have different places okay you can you can definitely for him it was he chose day game but you know there are different places where you can meet these women yeah um, and, and the third thing you have to understand like because he's used to meeting the same types of women using the same stuff that works in that environment of this kind of I don't know, status environment, whatever we call it. Uh, he has he had to comp- completely relearn how to how to meet. Let's let's use the word seduce. I'm not a big fan of that word, but let's he had to learn how to seduce women who are already and I like high value, like another dumb pickup term, like these <laughs> kind of classier women. Like he had to relearn how to do all of that stuff because what he's typically doing just doesn't work with them. Because uh, and they are in high demand. Like he he has to have game. And he had to, the, the next thing was he had to learn, you know, what to do on dates with them. Because it, it, it's very different from, like, normally he would go on dates and then they go home when they would have sex. Whereas uh, he went on this one date with a girl that he really liked and it was around Christmas. And he says, hey, I just got a Christmas tree. Let's go to my place. Let's decorate it with some wine. They go to his place, decorate the tree. He's trying to stop. Know, start doing something physical like some escalation and she completely rejects him and he he later told me we were like uh, uh december 31st we were so uh, we were sitting in like a bar and chatting with him he was like oh, what the fuck i'm like i'm doing what i normally do it always works and with her it doesn't work yeah because she doesn't like you so he had to completely relearn what to do on dates but the next problem these guys sometimes have is and this is the last thing he had to learn um they often think that women like that only want relationships mm. and there's no way that they're going to have anything casual so he kind of had to relearn how to do casual he, he like he had to relearn how to do casual stuff with them not just kind of how to figure out what it is that you like how to communicate about that with the, with the, with a woman and, and and you figure these five things and and you can take a guy like that and he can go out Meet women that are classy, smart, with values that where they align. And as you said, okay, there aren't many, there aren't too many guys in the world interested in that. I think, unfortunately, like a lot of guys, they prefer that that lifestyle that you're used to live, that you know, the party and wild lifestyle. But, but there are a bunch of people who don't want that, who who maybe want to move to a different different uh, thing. And yeah, and, and if they learn these five things, then this is very easily doable. Yeah, yeah, you know, I found that that most guys who come to me you know over the age of like 35 for example um even over the age of like 33 they no longer want that either right it's always the guys when I, you know i wanted that stuff when i when i was in like my mid to late 20s and that's what i i commonly see um and then guys in their early 20s they they i feel like they they think that's too like high in the sky. How could I ever do that? That's, that's impossible. I just want to learn. I just want to learn some day games so I can get laid. Right. I just want to learn how to, how to meet a girl on Tinder and take her out. Like they're like, I try to teach those guys social circle and they're like, ah, that sounds complicated. Just, you know, how do I, how do I get this girl out of a date? Um, and then, but yeah, the guys, texting questions. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But the guys like who are you, you're mentioning, right? A guy who's, who's successful. He's in his like late thirties, early forties. They don't want to be in that party scene, right? They're looking for, you know, obviously they 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 may be interested in casual dating as well, but that's usually in an effort to find someone that they really click with that they feel like they could maybe settle down with or, you know, have a long-term relationship, get married, whatever you want to call it, right? Um and those guys really aren't interested in the in that scene and they struggle because it, it seems like all the girls that they meet the hot ones anyways, are interested in that scene. And then the ones who aren't interested in that scene, they're like, well, how do I even meet those girls? Because there's a lot of those girls that are like, you know, they're in their early 30s or late 20s. They're like, I don't want to go in those scenes because I don't want to 
be offered ketamine and GHB like three times a night, right? <laughs> I don't want the fake shaman to be like spitting game at me. So it's like you've got these these professionals, I guess you could call it. It's like the, these women who are who are very attractive and like they're you know they're 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 more seasoned in the date. Like both of these parties are more seasoned and they're not meeting each other because they're not. They like don't want to go through the whole dog and pony show. They don't want to go to fucking Burning Man. They don't want to go to the rave. But if they did, right, maybe they'd actually meet each other. Uh, that's kind of the ironic thing. It's like they're, you know, and, and there's definitely what I've seen. There's been a major like COVID hangover, I think, for those sorts of people. It's like COVID came. It fucked everything up. Um, and and now it, it's like they're still like kind of, uh, you know, PTSD from that. And they almost like don't even want to date anymore because it, it just felt so hard and difficult. But what I've been seeing from some of my clients that fit this description is that's that's sort of decreasing a little bit. Like that's it's, it's no people are are starting to go out and be more social and trying to find some of these communities where they can meet. And it's not so much fueled around like the scene or the circuit or the parties or the, this. And I think there's a, a need for that. Maybe uh, you and I could figure out some sort of, <laughs> I don't know, figure out a way to like help those those people link up. Um, because, you know, you've got Raya, which is like the the more high end sort of. You've got the Tinder yeah. Plus, which is, oh, don't get me started, the 500 a month Tinder nonsense yeah. thing. Like, but people are using that. Like it's, it's they're, they're turning to that. They're using, you know, a lot of people are using Seeking for that exact reason. But you've yeah. got to sift through, you know, the, the prostitutes and the, you know, the the sugar daddies like to find that it's just tough for those people to meet each other. So, well, that's, you know, I gonna, that's why I like doing, you know, so every few months, like we do a podcast with you. And I really like this because we agree on a lot of ideas in dating. Then you have your expertise in, in your niche and I have in my niche. And, uh, I, I like that we, in a good way, disagree on what's the, what are the best places to meet women. Like I'm always for like, okay, we can do day game. And you're like, we can do this. And, and I think that's where <laughs> the quality conversation comes from. And I think mm -hmm. that's why it's also interesting for our audience is because if someone in my audience is listening and, and I know I have dudes that are like, yeah, like I want to do seeking. And I always tell them, I was like, okay, well, there's a guy, he's Robbie, <laughs> go to his website. <laughs> the and, funny thing and, is, and then, uh, oh, go, go, I was just saying the funny thing is I've actually never like, when it comes to seeking, I am not the expert, but I have so many guys in my community that are like the seeking gangsters. <laughs> I'm always just like, well, talk to this guy, talk to that guy. Like, cause I always used it to grow my social circle, but you know, yeah. there's, there's certainly other ways to, to use it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm going to like, you know, so it's interesting to have these conversations where like, if, if I always know that if someone in my audience here is like, okay, like I want to do this, like whether it's seeking or yeah, social circle as well. We've talked about that a lot. Like and then mm -hmm. they, they can always go on like and I join your community and learn about that and then and then you know some of your guys discover me that way and that's always fun to get to see and, and then see what they've learned. One of the uh, one of the funniest things that happened, I think it was just today. So we've got I, I showed you the approach tracking, uh, you know, app. Yeah, I've it, seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. So I've seen how it looks. Right. There, there's one guy in particular that he joined your course. Um, yeah, he's, he, he recently got a lay. He, he recently yes. got a day game lay, finally. Because I, I'm going to tell you the story, but but yeah. I, I know that because I'm, I can see his data. He still uses the tracker. And he was actually first place within my community. And he's no longer, he's in your Because <laughs> it tracks up like, you know, first date approaches, first lay. Like it, it, it tracks and there's like a leaderboard. And there's a scoreboard of like who's who did what. And it's like first place is is this guy. And I'm like, I sent out a message to everyone in, in my Discord. I'm like, you guys should be ashamed of yourself. A guy who's no longer in the community <laughs> beat all of you. So, you know, that's a, that, that's a testament to you, I guess. Is <laughs> actually he he's, he's he has an interesting story. I don't want to go in like specific details because I don't have permission from him, but I'm gonna tell like the general idea. Um so uh, when when I start, and I've only done like maybe like four calls with him, and and he's in my community. But but kind of the way I looked at it is, I looked at his stats before he joined, and mm -hmm. I knew okay, this is how many girls he has to approach to get a number. This is how many numbers he has to do to uh, get to get a date, and 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 I'm not looking to date to lay because he had a very low dating lay count. But what I told him 
uh, from the beginning, I said, listen, when we start doing this, and I always tell this to people in the first call, I'm saying, it's going to get worse. Like, it's going to get really worse. Like, nothing's going to work. And this is what happened. Like, for the first yeah. three calls, it was just like, he's open to number. Just he was getting way less numbers. Those numbers were not responding bad. By the because because he had to like I, I basically sometimes I can I reprogram people in a good like I teach them a different system. But he was using and, the natural lifestyle system. Yeah, something like that. And whereas mm -hmm. I I kind of switched him to okay, like now we're gonna do my approach and and yeah. and that's why you gotta destroy everything and nothing works. But then you start rebuilding it. And by the call four, he was back stats wise. He was back on where he was when before we started. Right. Which is what I wanted to guys keep okay and drop and then he's like da, 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 kind of like getting getting back up there. And now it should only get better. But I I, di I didn't want to make him a case study yet. I want him to get a few more day gameplays, which I think you know in a few calls he will get. And yeah. then I think I want to do a, like, him as a case study because he was a very it's a very he has he can learn this. Like he's never I don't think he's ever gonna have like one out of thirty open delay ratio, but I really think he can learn it. And he's like he's very dedicated. He's just oh, going yeah. out like crazy. He's like, an action taker. He he I well, tell that's, him that's why he was on the leaderboard because he always he would just approach more than everyone else. Yeah. But the thing that the thing um you know I guess that uh how would I describe it? Like so it took me he was he was in my community for six months and the first four months, like we were telling him, dude, you got to improve the way you look like your fashion's terrible. Your hairstyle's terrible. Like you are just completely like if, if you're like an eight out of 10, you're you look like a four, you know, you're presenting like five points below. And he he wouldn't like he, he was just like, no, I'm just going to approach more. I'm going to approach more. I'm approach. He wouldn't take that advice. Finally, when he ended up hanging out with some of the guys in, in my community, and meeting face to face, they, I'm like, take this guy shopping because he won't listen to me. He won't do it. So they took him shopping. They got his hair done. They got him a makeover, basically, and he looked so much better. Uh, yeah. And then he and then he left the community. So I was like, damn it, <laughs> all that hard work, right? <laughs> hard, hard work. Yeah, I know. He said he actually improved the improved his uh, style when he was uh, in your community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So well, that was so so big for him. So I'm really glad he's. Uh, I can see that he's crushing, but I'm really glad that he's he, doing uh, okay. He's, yeah. he's one of those guys who decides and does yeah sometimes in a good way sometimes in a bad way in like just as you told him like you gotta do this and he says no i'm gonna approach more i actually told him he should approach less really yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i was telling him all the time <laughs> but no no the dude had dude has potential and if he gets a few more late it's gonna be a very beautiful transformation story of someone who really struggled for like a lot of a lot of approaches and then yeah. finally but you know let's not well, he also, yet, I mean, he was, he was saying things when he first joined, like, I don't think any of this is worth it. I'm just yeah. going to give up on women completely and be celibate and sail around the world and not give a shit about any of this stuff. Like, like he was like, you know, and, and there was always, you know, he'd come on the calls and he'd have this very sort of like dark negative energy about the whole process. And all of the other guys in the community were like, dude, no, you can do this. Like, we're here for you. We have your support. Yeah. And I love to, to hear that he's kind of, it sounds like he's moved past that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, mm -hmm. it's, I, I feel like that vibe is maybe 10%, 20, like it's sometimes, but no, no, no. It's, it's a very, is taking action, learning is like very kind of dedicated. And the important part is he's doing coaching calls because it's like, it's sometimes it's hard if you, you just take content and yeah. learn that way. It's, um, Anything. Yeah, that's what he needs. That's, so, that's great. Probably for, for, for people in my audience, if they decide they want to learn some social circle stuff or they want to learn how to do good on seeking, uh, where do they go? What, what should I put in the description? What um, will they fall to action? <laughs> uh, the best thing is just hit me up on Instagram. Send me a DM. Tell me you, uh, you saw me on the podcast with uh, the more handsome Robert. That would be you, my friend. Uh, <laughs> and um, and then I can link them. Uh, you know, they could also just go to my site, innerconfidence.com. Um, I just created this new little quiz, which is, is pretty cool. It will it will show you like exactly what areas you're excelling in, what areas you're falling short, and then give you some content based on that. And then if you follow along with that, then there's, there's all sorts of stuff that tells you how to get in contact with me. So... Yeah, 
that uh, interconference.com or Robbie underscore Kramer. Okay. I'll, on, I'll uh, link IG. I'll link uh, your Instagram and the quiz in, in, in the description. And if anyone Perfect. decides that they want to give a shot to chasing some women on the street, if you if you see a beautiful girl on the street and want to be able to approach her and chat her up in any environment, uh, then go to I'm my actually, friend Robert. <laughs> yeah, and I, I created a video where I. Mm -hmm where I go over a bunch of reasons why guys just fail when learning day game, because there are a lot of guys day gaming, going out and approaching women. But what's happening is they never get back. Like they never get more than, you know, just a date here or there, like a late here or there. They're very inconsistent, you know, like one lay in a few months, like a date here, like, you know, they approach a bunch of women and get a one date. And it's, it's not really, you know, it's not, that's not success. That's not why we're doing this. We're doing this to meet beautiful women consistently and, and, and better, better women and, so if anyone wants to kind of learn about my look on day game and why that happens, why people struggle learning day game, then uh, they can go to my website, uh, strobert.blog, sdrobert.blog, and on the top, they can just click community. And they're going to get that video where I explain all of that stuff. And probably, I hope you will link the, the, the link, the community link in the, in For the sure. description. They For can sure. do that. Wonderful. Well, let's wrap it up. As always, my friend, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I'm sure in three months from now we'll find another topic to to riff Definitely. about. <laughs> okay, ciao, guys. See you guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're a regular listener and you're digging our content, do me a favor, leave us a five-star review. It's how other people learn about the show and how we can spread the word. If you don't feel like it's worthy of five stars, just go ahead, don't leave any review at all. And I wanna let you know that we've opened up a few slots in our exclusive community. We're accepting applications to join our select group of men and experience the radical power of accountability, step up your game, cross everything off your sexual bucket list, and become a beast at accomplishing all of your goals. To learn more and apply, go to innerconfidence.com com slash community.